The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Today we're going to be in the book of Psalm, chapter 86 again, as we continue our studies. We've been going and slowly through the book of Psalms. And I uh, truly hope it's a help and encouragement. Today, nonetheless, is going to be another example of a, just an honest conversation between David and God. And I think it's a conversation all of us understand is a good one to have. It's definitely something we need to have. And I think all of us at some point wonder, when we just, just there's, I guess this is the best way to put it. There are times in our life we wonder, Lord, have we done good enough? Are we, are we struggling so much? We know our sin. Sometimes we feel like we're struggling more with sin today or this week was a bad week or whatever it would be. And, and we battle and we wonder, you know, can we come to God? Is it okay? I mean, I've already come to God twice today or twice this week or whatever it is. And, and one of the best people, if I can put it that way, to learn from is King David as we understand and learn how he approached God. And we've said this more than once, that when you study Scripture, David's known for a lot of great things. David's known for killing Goliath and known then later as a man after God's own heart. He was definitely known as a godly man. In a second here, he's going to call himself holy, which we'll explain in a moment. But having said that, David is also as much or more known, at least Scripture-wise, for the things he did wrong, for his sin. And yet God still called him a man after his own heart. And so we look at this. We've said many times that I, at least from my perspective, that the answer is not that he sinned a lot, is that he was willing to take responsibility for his sin, willing to come to God and confess it. He understood that. And we're going to see a little bit of just that exact point today in this passage. Let's begin Psalm 86, beginning in verse 1. David said this, Bow down thine ear, O Lord, hear me, for I am poor and needy. Preserve my soul, for I am holy. Though thou, my God, save thy servant, thou trusteth in thee, or that trusteth in thee. Be merciful unto me, O Lord, for I cry unto thee daily. Rejoice the soul of thy servant, for unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. Verse 5. For thou, Lord, art good and ready to forgive, and plenteous in mercy unto all them that call unto, unto thee. Give ear, O Lord, unto my prayer, and attend to the voice of my supplication. In the day of my trouble I will call upon thee. For thou wilt answer me. Can I just start with verse 7 and then we'll go back and look at it? Because I think verse 7 says an awful lot of really what we want to pull from this, of the truth, of, of the confidence in someone like David in the midst of the good and the bad. And I, in, in most of these verses, acknowledging his wrong, his sinnings. I, I, he says in verse 1, I am poor and needy. He's literally talking about a soul condition, not necessarily finance. He's talking about his personal emotional state, his state of sin, his state of condition, we recognize where he's at and how much he needs God, how much the things of the world have no answer and he feels overwhelmed by his decisions or mistakes. And so we look at all of this. And so we go to verse seven and he gives a great truth that I, I, that I wanna hold on to. He says, in the day of my trouble, I will call upon thee. And the trouble could be trouble, things that I brought on myself, my sin, the day of the, the battles of my circumstances outside my control. When things just are falling apart, I will call on him. And I love this, for thou wilt answer me. He, he states confidence in this. He says, I could be in this situation because if it was something you've allowed into my life, a circumstance. I could be in this situation uh, because of the decision I made. And we sometimes get this idea that when we make decisions that are wrong decisions, and because of those decisions, we find ourselves failing, we find ourselves doing wrong, and or we find ourselves in a bad situation or bad circumstance where 
things seem rough as a result of our decision, we say, well, I can't go to God because I, I, I'm here because of my decision. And while we may very well may be where we are because of our decision, it doesn't mean we can't come to God. It's exactly where we should run to. And he says, in the time of that trouble, sometimes the only thing, things I've done, I will come to you because you will hear me. God is not concerned about how we got to the circumstance where we are. God is just concerned that we come to him in that time. I hope you understand that premise. How we got to where we are, God is not concerned about. He already knew we were going there. How we move on from here, how we move on from that situation, how we grow in that situation is what God is concerned about. So let's evaluate the first few verses of this chapter. I love when he starts off in verse one, bow down thine ear, O Lord, hear me. He is asking God, to see, you know, we understand, you know, from the human standpoint, we understand, you know, you could say, God is busy, will he listen to me? But we understand that God, in his omnipotence, omnipresence, omniscience, he, he's not limited to, well, there's too many people talking to me right now. He can, he can bow down his ear at any point. But what he's asking is not necessarily, just please listen, he's asking for God to be intent in hearing, or please stop and listen, bend over. You know, it's kind of a situation where if you can't really hear very well, you lean over, you're, you're intrigued to hear, you're, you're interested in hearing what's being said, so you kind of lean in to hear what's being said. And he's saying, God, please take interest in me. Please take interest in what I'm about to say. Please show your love and your interest in me and my circumstances. That's exactly what he's saying, and God, is, God does that. He's, he's begging for that need, why? End of the verse, for I am poor and needy. I am in a situation, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling and I need, I need you, Lord. Poor heart, I am discouraged, I'm anxious, I'm wrong, I'm feeling guilty, whatever the emotion may be at the time, Lord, I'm overwhelmed by what's going on. I'm, I'm lacking direction, I don't know what you're doing or where you're going. And all of this, Lord, I'm begging you to listen to me because right now, I don't have an answer. And I'm gonna be honest with you, I think this is probably one of the greatest hearts that we need to have to come to God. When I come to God trying to tell God how to fix my problem, I become discouraged because God does. God already knows how to solve my situation. The problem I'm missing there is that I'm trying to tell God what I think needs to happen and, and we're totally missing the premise of prayer, the sovereignty of God and our position in God. When we come to God, we need to come just like David says here, I am poor and needy. I, I have nothing to offer you. I have no way out of my circumstance and I have no answers. And Lord, today I come to you and I'm hurting and I need you to help me. And that is what David is saying. It's the heart that we need to have. It's the heart condition. Then he says a couple things in the next couple of verses that he asks God to do. He says, number one, in verse two, preserve my soul for I'm holy. He says holy. He doesn't mean holy in the aspect of divine. He means holy in the aspect of faithful. I am faithful. I am here. I'm not running away. So I ask you, Lord, while I follow you, while I remain in you, please preserve my soul. He says, for the old thou got my God, save my servant, save thy servant that trusteth in thee. I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to follow you. And because of that, I ask you, Lord, to preserve me, keep me, Protect me. Help me not to fall by the wayside. Help me not to let sin overwhelm me or my decisions to overwhelm me. Help me not to be so discouraged in the circumstance I find myself in that I just get up, give up, and walk away. Preserve me. Protect me from my own struggles. Verse 3. Because number two, verse 2, he says, number one, preserve my soul. And secondly, in verse 3, he says, be merciful unto me, O Lord, for I cry unto thee daily. So preserve me, but be merciful unto me. And, and you can honestly hear him say, Lord, I deserve so many things. I, I know what I deserve. I know that where I'm at is probably my fault. I understand all of these things. I make, 
Lord, I know my decisions. I know my failures. I know my faults. And I beg you today, Lord, to be merciful unto me. Preserve me and be merciful unto me. You know, we go back and are reminded that God Almighty, sovereign God, has the right when he looks upon me because he hates sin. He has the right to say, well, you deserve where you're going to be. You bring retribution or whatever. Please remember, God dealt with the punishment of my sin upon the cross. He already did that. The consequence is something that, honestly, he allows to come because that's the way it is. But when we look at this, Lord, I deserve what comes my way, but I ask you to be merciful to me. Verse 4, rejoice in the soul of thy servant. Rejoice, excuse me, rejoice the soul of thy servant, for unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. Bring joy to me, your servant, is what he's begging. Would you bring joy and rejoicing to my soul? So he begs him to preserve him. He begs him to be merciful, bring joy to his life. But then he states why in verse 5, by knows. And then he begins to kind of turn his attention to the goodness of God. For thou, Lord, art good. And ready to forgive and plenteous in mercy unto all them that call upon thee. He's kind of gone back to that promise in verse 5 of, Lord, this is who you are. And I know this is who you are. And this is the truth of you that I am leaning upon. This is what I'm hoping in. This is what I'm going to find my strength in. Frankly, this is why I come to you and I ask you to listen while I'm hurting. While I ask you to preserve and be merciful unto me and bring joy to my life. I know you can. I know you will. Because you are good. And ready to forgive. When he means ready to forgive, he's now, okay, all right, you know, if they ask me to forgive, I will. He's looking. He's desiring to bring restitution. He's hoping for it. He's not sent back saying, well, if you ask the right way or just maybe. He's looking and desiring to bring back the relationship that you had before. It says desire to bring the forgiveness that we need so badly. Too many times I think we're afraid to come to God uh, because we view God, the, what we maybe view friends or family who may be here struggling with bringing restitution. And we say, you know, I'm, I'm done with people failing me or whatever. And God is ready and willing and desirous to forgive. He already actually has. We just need to come and rebuild that communion. We have to look at God differently than we do others who have hurt us or failed us. We have to look at God as one who offers unlimited, unrestrictive, un I'm trying to think of the other word. There's a word just grace that is offered to us without anything we have to do to earn it. That's the whole point of grace. He offers grace in the midst of anything, in the midst of our hardest times. And so may we come to him, no matter where we are, no matter where we've been, or no matter how we got here, may we turn our eyes to Jesus and come to him. And may we accept his grace and, and live and the peace and the freedom that comes from that sweet communion with Jesus. I hope that that would be a help to you. I hope you would see that and let that be something that would be an encouragement to you. And wherever you are today, lean upon him. If you're just struggling because things, fall, things are seeming to fall apart, lean on him. If you're struggling because of decisions you made, lean upon him and allow him to bring back that joy that only he can bring. Thanks for taking time to join us on this Tuesday morning. We greatly appreciate just the privilege we have to be part of your day. And we hope it's an encouragement and inspiration, yes, even a challenge. And I hope that was a help. May you have a great rest of your day. Again, thanks for joining us. We look forward to seeing you next time.